Hope everybody's doing good tonight. Um, we're going to spend a little bit of time. not going to be here all night, but we're just going to let it flow, man. You know, it's the middle of the week. Um, y'all ain't doing shit at work. Fourth of July was yesterday. That mean y'all didn't go to work. And if you did go to work, you didn't do much. You was hungover today, so you didn't do much today. I wasn't hungover, but I didn't do much, so. Glad everybody uh, popped in tonight, man. We're just going to do a little talking tonight. Nothing big. Glad y'all are here. But y'all kind of know how the spaces work. Um, if you want to uh, speak, just ask for a mic. Me or Brian to get you on. Um, and we want to hear what everybody has to say. Like I said, just doing a little bit of talking. Um, so he titled this, says, Can the Hokies return to powerhouse status? Uh, that is the title of the of the space we are in. Uh, we did our last um, our last uh, podcast that we did. We kind of broke this down and went into this into depth. So if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. Um, also did a also did a podcast with Coach Prion. If you haven't heard that, go back and listen to that. Just talking about some things that uh, where we were behind, things we needed to do to kind of catch up as far as recruiting goes and things like that. But like I said, the last part that we did kind of deep dive into the statistics of what we would need to do to be a place of meaningful football. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want to say a powerhouse or go back to powerhouse status. Just place a meaningful football, you know, not play at 11 o'clock on the cooking network. We just want to have a game <laughs> that we all can see. Uh, at a good time. So, again, if anybody has anything to say, y'all don't hesitate. Pop in. We would love to hear what you had to say. Uh, a couple of things that we had talked about when um, when we did the podcast were um, – hold on, let me get to it. Let me get to some of the, some of the quick points that we hit. We kind of led off with uh, – we're talking about – how conference expansion and what type of role is that going to play with our ability to long-term play competitive and meaningful football? Because that's probably one of the aspects that Virginia Tech has the least control over. They got some control over it, Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out and what type of role that plays as far as what the trajectory of the program can be with conference realignment. So I'm going to ask the question since we, I, that is what, you know, one of the ones we started with there that Brian's talking about. But I'm going to ask the question to y'all and see what y'all say. If we do, you know, go into this conference realignment and we have the opportunity or if you were the, the AD and you had the opportunity to go into another conference, would you pick, uh, you know, Big Ten or would you want SEC? Is it SEC a bust or – would you want to go to one of the other conferences? How y'all feel about that? Justin, you got a mic? Yep. Uh, can you hear me? Yep, go ahead. Uh, so I think just as an alumni, uh, of the two options, the Big Ten would be the best in terms of academics. Also, and this is what I wanted to ask about, is <laughs> I'm not too sure Virginia Tech has the boosters funds that can compete 
in the SEC successfully in terms of spending on athletic buildings. I'm just curious as for your all's thoughts on that. That's all. Okay, so Justin came in. That we are recording here, but again, hey, man, y'all get your takes off. Say what you got to say. I don't give a fuck about no athletics. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I mean, I don't give a fuck about no academics right now. All I'm talking about is sports, mainly football. I don't want to go to the SEC and get my head beat in. I'm 37. I'm tired of losing. I don't want to go to the SEC and wait 10 years before we come, become relevant. Man, give me the big team. We can go in there, and I, I, feel like we can, I feel like we can go in there and compete pretty quick. The SEC, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to play Georgia and Alabama and Auburn and all them motherfuckers every week. Like, I'm just going to be real with you. Yeah, they got Texas and Oklahoma done joined. I get the money aspect of it. I understand why people would want to do it. When we talked on the pod, somebody, I think Sheldon was saying, you know, I want to see LSU come to Lane Stadium. Man, fuck LSU come to Lane Stadium. Unless we beating them. Like, I want to win. I don't want to go into a conference to be Vanderbilt. That's what I think, but I'm going to pass to somebody else. I'll just piggyback off that real quick. I've, I've been fanning long enough to, to have seen us play LSU and Alabama and teams like that in the regular season. I don't necessarily need that to feel like we got to have that type of clout going forward. So I think from a competitive standpoint and just like an overall fit, when you look at like things like wrestling, I think the Big Ten's a slightly better fit. I think if you just look at the football aspect of it, SEC probably by a hair, but I think the other factors kind of put it in Big Ten's favor. Ricky, I see you giving the thumbs down. What you got to say? Oh, I don't give a fuck about wrestling. That's why I thumbs it down. My bad, man. But, uh, <laughs> you know say? Oh, so with the conference whole thing, I think, um, you got to look at other conference realignments and how it affected those other schools like Missouri and Nebraska and Texas A&M. So Nebraska was a competitive Big 12 team, and then they went to the Big 10, and all of a sudden they suck. And why do they suck? They fucked up their recruiting. Motherfuckers don't want to go up north. They were recruiting Texas hard, and they were doing a good job of it. Texas kids don't want to go up north and play up north. Uh, Missouri, they start up hot, but – it was harder to to travel if you're in Missouri and then you play in the fucking SEC East, you get fucked over because you got to go play Florida. And these kids and families are like, you know, I don't want to travel all the way to fucking Florida to see my son play or Georgia or whatever. So that fucked them over. And that's my only thing about Virginia Tech and either the conferences is how does this affect recruiting? And then Texas A&M came up because they were in a perfect spot, literally in Texas in the SEC. Now Texas kids can play in the SEC. So it was perfect. So Virginia Tech is kind of in a fucked up spot right in the middle of SEC and Big Ten. Big Ten, you know, if we go to the Big Ten, we're the Southern school, you know. We become the the, the warmer school in the Big Ten, which is cool. Like, we could get some kids maybe a little bit more up north to come play for Virginia Tech. Maybe that helps us a, a little bit. But then it kind of fucks us over in the South, eh, somewhat, because we were playing Boston College and shit like that. It could affect us in the South. Maybe kids don't want to play in the Big Ten because of all that shit. You got to go to Ohio State and Michigan and Michigan State. Um, I do like the SEC just because it's more money. It's a better conference. You can literally convince kids in the North or in Virginia, hey, Virginia is in the SEC. 
come play in the SEC. Um, if I had to pick, probably Big Ten, because just because we're the warmer school. But it is close, man. I think we're we're in a tough spot. Virginia Tech is in a tough spot if, if we those are the two options. Go ahead, Justin. You got your hand up. Yeah, I, one downside to, or I think the major downside of going to the Big Ten is you've got USC and UCLA joining. And that means going from Blacksburg, Virginia to Los Angeles, which is just a pain in the That's ass uh, traveling wise, because like you have to go to Roanoke, and then from Roanoke, you'd have to go to one of the major airports like Dulles. And get on a five-hour flight from there all the way to the West Coast. And that would be the one downside of joining the Big Ten. Um, I, I, I would like – honestly, I think the best option is if the ACC somehow like stays together just because of where all the schools are and traveling and being able to recruit. But if they're going to have to go somewhere, I think the Big Ten is the better fit. But it's still the kind of balls of having to travel from Blacksburg to Los Angeles. That's all. Yeah, it's a long way from Blacksburg, but that's where the strippers at. So they're going to have a good time when they get out there. I don't know about playing no game at 12 o'clock at night or whatever, or being on TV at 12 o'clock at night. I don't know how that's going to fit, but I'm just telling you. We ain't got no whole bunch of time in my lifetime to be trying to get it right, to be prepared to play Georgia and Auburn and Florida and all of them. I ain't trying to do that shit. So I'm just looking at it from a standpoint of how how quick can we get back? How quick can we be playing some competitive football? I don't think the SEC would be the route to go for us to do that. I understand all of the – the positives that it could bring as far as the money goes, as far as the exposure, as far as, you know, maybe keeping some kids home. But, I mean, shit, we ain't keeping them home now. Well, let's just, let's go to something else right now. We'll, we'll go back to that. If anybody got something to say about that, we'll go back to that. One of the other things we hit on was recruiting. We talked about recruiting. Um, Got to be able to recruit at a high level to be a powerhouse. Again, that's just a word that we put in this, but we just actually talking about playing some winning football, you know, getting back to when I say winning football, I'm talking about winning the conference, things like that. I ain't talking about winning a national championship right now. I'm just talking about, you know, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't even going that high yet, but if we talk about winning the conference, we talked about recruiting. Recruiting has been horrible for a long time. But, of course, we know we had a different coaching staff. And the more we deep dive into what they did, they were some fucking assholes. Like, we pissed some people off. We burned some bridges. But we've seen an uptick in recruiting coming off of a 3-8 and eight record. So how y'all feel about recruiting at this moment? Go ahead, Justin. I feel great about recruiting, considering what Brett Pry has was able to do, as you mentioned, after going three and nine, and a lot of people were calling for Brett Pry's head last season of fans that just didn't understand how college is different from the NFL, and college is way different with the transfer portal because 
a whole bunch of offensive talent just straight up left after Fuente got fired. And Brett Pride did his best with what he had. And the fact that he, I keep seeing that he's getting these big name recruit or these highly uh, scouted recruits come about recruiting. That's the one positive I'm taking into, you know, after seeing a three and nine season of getting our ass kicked and losing to badly to West Virginia at home. So I'm great. If you keep giving us an extra loss, did we lose nine games or eight games? How many games we lost last year? It was eight, three and eight, eight, three and eight. Yeah, we, we didn't yeah, so we only got eight. Yeah. Justin, you got to quit giving us extra loft, man. You got to get out of that treehouse. You sound like a robot at times. I hear birds chirping and fucking each other in the background. Hey, you got to get out of the treehouse, man. You got to go in the go in the basement or something, so we can hear what you're talking about. But I think that recruiting has been doing uh, going in the right direction. Um, the month of July will tell us. A little bit more about, you know, where our recruiting is going. I mean, the NIL is playing a part in that. You know, we got to be – you got to pay to play. So, I don't know much about what we're doing in NIL, but I know to be in the conversation to have some of these recruits, you got to have some kind of foot with the NIL. So, I think we've been doing okay with that. I know we had some stuff come out talking about what we were doing in the, in the NIL space, which is good. Uh, got to get better, though, because like I said, when we talk about – getting back to um, where we were and some of the things that uh, we were able to do in the early 2000s. Um, we'll get a lot of players that talk about, we'll get a lot of people that talk about, you know, oh, Cam Chancellor, we got to get back to finding the Cam Chancellor. He was a two-star, he was this. Oh, you got to get back to getting this. Well, yeah, you you got to find some projects, but your whole team can't be projects. Like, you got to have, Tyrod was a five-star. You know, Logan Thomas, like you got to have some high, you got to have some high ranking recruits. You got to have some Kevin Joneses in there. You got to have some Ryan Williams in there, some David Wilsons. You got to be able to close on some of those recruits because a recruit like that can take you from a subpar team to a, a good college team. That's what we've been missing to have a recruit at a skill position that could take us from a five-win team to a seven-win team or eight-win team. I think Pride them are trying to get back there. I think they're doing a good job this year. I I'm pleasantly surprised with what they were, what they have been able to do so far. Um, but I know it's going to be what we put on the field. What we put on the field will tell us everything we need to know about how we'll be able to recruit moving forward. But, again, not trying to put a damp on what they've been able to do. Very hot in June. Um, July, we'll be able to tell a little bit more about where they are. We got a um, um, high-ranking kid out of out of Virginia that's going to be announcing tomorrow. So I know everybody will have their hands and, and, and ears on Twitter to see uh, where Wiggins is going. So hopefully we can pull him. Um, that'll be pretty impressive there if we're able to grab him as well. Ricky, got your hand up. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Um, I, I, I'm very impressed uh, by what Brent, what Brent Pye has done. If you look at the 2021 class, I think we had one top 10 uh, Virginia player. 
composite score by 247. And then if you look at last year, we literally had zero. And you look at this year right now, obviously we got Gerard Johnson, who is a fucking legit player. That is a player that Brent Pry was coaching at Penn State. Those are the type of dudes that he was coaching. If you watch his fucking film, holy fuck, that dude is a monster. I'm scared for high school players that got to play him next season. He's a fucking beast. But we have him. It looks like, you know, we will get someone very, very soon. Um, I don't think that's breaking news. And then I think there will be one more top 10 player. I will not say anything or name names. I don't want my, my name to be mud later on. But I think we will get one more top 10 player. And if we do, in theory, Brent Pry would have us from one top 10 player to zero in his first year, building relationships to three in year two after a three and eight team is fucking unreal, man. He has done a hell of a job. I love, can I also say how I love how this like coaching staff is set up recruiting wise. Like we got Brent Pry, the relationships overall, general, like talking to everybody, kisses the babies, kisses the moms, hugs the moms, daps up the dads, just does all the likable shit. And then you got Fontel Mines, the killer. You got fucking uh, Sean Quinn doing the dirty work in the background. And then I don't know him personally. I'm going to assume. Yeah, Sean Quinn's a dog. I'm going to assume Ron Crooks is the person that we really needed. Is it Ron Crooks? Who's the running back coach? My bad. Who's the running back coach? Elijah Brooks. Elijah Brooks. Fucking scumbag. I love that guy. This is who we fuck a car car salesman. I'm 100% assuming before he was hired at Virginia Tech, he had a post like, oh, Maryland, all in, love Maryland, stay home for the city. And literally like less than a month later, Virginia Tech, I'm home. Fucking love that. That's who we fucking needed. We got the great guys, the killers, the lovables, and the car salesman is beautiful. I love it. I love Brand Pride, what he's doing, man. There's probably, like, maybe one more staff member I would like to change, but I'll, I'll reserve that for another time. And, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Go ahead, Brian. I'm going to jump in real quick because uh, we had just talked about this earlier today, but because Ricky mentioned it there with uh, getting – looks like lined up to get three top ten in the state. Uh, last time we had three top ten in the state was the 2017 class coming off of ten wins. Brent Pratt pulls this shit off coming off a three-win season, that that's telling me something there, uh, especially if we can round out the rest of the class and kind of be in that that top 25 conversation or at least just outside of it. That would be really big coming off a three-win season. Brian, always good with the stats. We got legend in the building. We got the legend in the building. Vito, how you living, baby? Oh, I'm good. I've, I've been listening. Um I, I just got home. I ain't want to affect the audio by trying to get in while driving. Hey, it's all right, man. We had Justin in the treehouse. I think he done. He might have repositioned now. So wherever you was at, hey, we we would have we would have took it and been all right. But um, no, nah, just uh, listening to the conversation, y'all making good points. Um, you had asked the question earlier. Um. Big Ten, the SEC. I think the the conference for the Hokies is the ACC. 
I don't think they got no business in either one of them major conferences at this at this moment. So you said. So you said. I think somebody else said. I think Justin might have said that too. So you said the ACC need to stay together, or whoever leave, let them leave. We need to stay where we at. We need to stay where we at for multiple reasons. What's the reasons? Uh, one, we can barely compete in this one, let alone upgrading. Two, travel, travel pay because I know we're a football school, but your lacrosse team do got to play somewhere. I don't want to hear what Babcock saying, man. I had to spend money to get the lacrosse team to Minnesota. Hey, bro, we good where we at right as of now. We good where we at. I, I would prefer the ACC be better, but it ain't. You know, it is what it is. Brian, what it you got? So I, I I don't necessarily disagree with what Vito's saying there. Um. The only thing I'm going to say is that the hindrance right now is that ACC media deal, not necessarily the level of competition. I mean, I think the ACC can survive with the group of teams it has right now, more or less. I think they do need to add one or two to kind of keep pace with what, you know, the expansion the Big 12 is looking to do and then what the, the SEC and Big 10 have done. But I don't think the competition level necessarily is the problem. I think we're in a probably pretty good fit from that standpoint. But we're going to keep falling behind those other conferences if we don't get some new media deal in place, whether that's renegotiating what the ACC is or jumping ship to some other conference. And we got to go beat the shit out of people. I mean, Florida State always going to be Florida State. Like, they are in the ACC. And they have been down for some years, but they still, as soon as somebody see a snippet of them being good, like they are getting wherever they want to get on TV. Like we have not been able to grab those spots for a while, but maybe 2016, somewhere around now. Um, we got to go, we got to go win the games that we're supposed to win. And we got to go take some games that we're not supposed to win to get back to getting to a spot to say, okay, now we – y'all got to give us this. We ain't in no position to be like, we demand you do this for us right now because we ain't fucking doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got a long way to go before we able to say that and do that, but that's just my opinion. No, nah, you right. We ain't in position to be demanding shit. But while, now, while we on demands, we're not in a position to be demanding nothing. Another thing we touched on, though, and I know everybody is pretty passionate about uniforms. What do y'all think about the uniforms? I mean, on the pod, we talked about um, our social media presence as far as um, some, some, some different videos and things that our social media team puts out. But I feel like the uniforms are a big part of kind of the culture and what you do as a team, how the rest of the football world perceives you. A couple of my compadres said they didn't think uniforms are a big deal. How y'all feel? All right, look good, play good. Yeah. Y'all know the rest. Yeah, I think it helps you with recruiting, honestly. Like that you see their crews, they want to wear something flashy. They don't want to be in this they don't want to wear those maroon tops. We already seen the edits. We know that. So I mean, I'm trying to. I want somebody to. I want somebody to come in tonight. We all family here. I want somebody to come in here tonight and tell me 
how much of a dumb fuck I am for always saying we should wear certain colors and certain things and things like that. But every edit that I see or every commitment that I see, don't nobody got on all maroon. Have anybody have anybody wore all maroon besides like a walk on? No, and it's because our all maroon fits look terrible right now, man. Like the maroon don't match the helmet. Like it just looks goofy. We really do need a revamp. I also think it's kind of bad when you got the old Fuente uniforms with the new coach, man. That's a bad look. Like you gotta do pride a little better than that. I just don't like it. Yeah. Probably gonna have to win in more than three games and then he can make some demands on them uniforms too. Yeah, yeah. He gonna have to tear it up. He's gonna have to come in here this year. I say you gotta get to a bowl this year. You get a great recruiting class. Or you get a recruiting class that's good, how it's setting up, and you get to a ball game, we cook it with some grease. But we got a long way to go before we even get there. We talking, we taking one day at a time, one game at a time. Uh, hey. Like I said, we talking about uniforms right now. Somebody, please grab a mic and tell us how dumb we is, how we need to wear these armor rooms, or how we need to wear, you know, the 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 what y'all say we need to wear them throwbacks because they're gonna make us play like we did in '99. They not, but I want somebody to come in here and tell me how. Man, don't nobody got no issues with them uniforms. They just lose. They just be losing. Nah, man, they look like some arena league shit. I hate them stripes, man. Even when we won some games, them I I just don't like them. They look tacky. The collar's fucked up. They look like something Pete Morris designed. If we're being honest. I guarantee you. How Pete Morris catching strays? Shout out Pete Morris. Pete Morris still catching strays, man. That's wild. Yeah, that's Pete Morris catching strays. That that man is in Montana eating uh, bison burgers right now for the Fourth of July and catching strays from Joe Rogan. Under season, under season bison burgers. (laughs) Yeah, don't ever let Pete Morris cook again because we done seen the uniforms he designed. They're terrible. No, he cooking for himself. He can't he undercook and under season all the food he wants. He's eating at Culver's. He's eating fucking cheese curds right now, man. Yeah, somebody need to get man. Somebody need to get Clark in here. Before we talking about these uniforms, that's who we need in here, Clark. Yeah. Are you on your job? What's going on, man, Clark, with these yeah. uniforms? We need to know. We're trying to get back to the status we need to get to, and the uniforms is holding us back. Why we can't wear the black? Why we can't wear the black hokey stone jersey? Hey, I know we have. I don't even like them. I know we have the hokey stone they like the locker. We have a full set. I know that for a fact. Yeah, we should. I don't know why. I want them. I want them uh, Nike Pro Combat Blacks brought out. Somebody was on the uh, on the timeline trashing them the other day. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's like one of the most fire dunks we have. Yeah. Why can't we just just request from Nike to get those back just for one game? But I don't understand. They said it's a one-time limited edition. Motherfucker, just do it again one time. It's not impossible. Yeah. I mean, if you Alabama and you tell somebody that you want to wear them jerseys, they probably will do it. But like I said, we we ain't in the we ain't in the demanding we ain't in the demanding position right All now. All right, JT, about the black hey. hokey stone jerseys. As soon as drone starts, if he starts at halftime one game, they need to switch jerseys. Drones in a black hokey stone jersey. We're winning whatever fucking game we're playing. Dustin, this Dusty? Yeah. Where you from, man? West Virginia. 
I knew you was from West Virginia. How you came in and said black. Hey. I fucking knew it. You popped in this motherfucker. You said JT black. I said, yup. That's Princeton, West Virginia, written all no, over. I'm a little farther, but I was closer to Blacksburg than Morgantown. Fuck them boys. <laughs> all right, oh, shout out Dusty, man. He said, fuck West Virginia. Morgan, Morgan Town. He said, That's fuck them people. Down city. I mean, let me, while we on this now, we're going we to get back on, on task. But I do want to say this while I got some people in here. I see y'all on here arguing with these West Virginia fans. And then y'all be going, stop doing that goofy-ass shit. Well, y'all go, man, we beat y'all in 20, 2010. They done beat our ass the last time we played them. They done beat our ass the last two times we played them. Stop fucking with them, people. Leave them alone. Nah, fuck. Nah, nah. You out of bounds. You out of bounds on this one. You out of bounds on this one, fucking with them people, man. You out of bounds on this one, people talking about them old games. I mean, you can fuck with them until... You can you can fuck with them and tell them they ugly. I don't care about that. But stop talking about them old ass games. What nah. you got to say about what you got to say about that veto? Nah, whatever slander we got to use on them people, use them, man. Nah, man. We got to use we got to use whatever slander we got. Lord knows, bro. We what you, get it, what, people. What you got against the West Virginia folks, man? Just fuck them. They're the top out. So they worse than you? They worse than UVA? Without a question, you ask anybody in here that. Without a they question, worse, they worse than so everybody is 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 West Virginia worse than any other? Like that's our top op. West Virginia, the top op, easily. Yeah, yeah, and I I came in as a fan, and I didn't even I we never even played West Virginia, and then when we started playing, and I was like, why the fuck y'all hate West Virginia so much for years? Like, why the fuck y'all hate them? And we fucking started playing them, and then they started talking. I fucking can't stand them. I can't say they're worse than UVA easily. Oh yeah, I already knew that. I just wanted to hear what y'all had to say. I wanted uh, Vito to the real I wanted, I wanted Vito. I wanted Vito to give us a story about when he went to the West Virginia game, but he gonna hold. No, out I told him. that story. I told that story where they threw that uh, that Bud Light aluminum bottle at me. <laughs> I told that story before. They know this story. Hit him with the, the, tried to hit him oh. with the aluminum bottle. Tried to hit me with the aluminum bottle, man. Mm, just talking, mm, cra- just talking. Cra- I was sitting in the little West Virginia section, but it's it ain't even that. It's just West Virginia, period, man. They the top op, bro. I feel like Hokie fans try to manufacture the other rivalries. Like UNC don't care about us, Miami don't care about us, UVA don't care about the sport. It's West Virginia, man. It's West Virginia, man. Now back on Q. We so so we we got that out of the way. The West Virginia hate is real. Back on cue for what we talking about. I know Joe Rogers gonna want to chime in on this one. One of the other things that we hit on it again. If y'all have something that y'all think Virginia Tech needs to do to get back to uh, powerhouse status or get to powerhouse status, please chime in. But one of the things we hit on was administration. Do y'all think with the administration we have, we can get there? Do they need to clean house? What needs to happen with the administration for our football team to rise? The floor is yours, Joe. They got to get rid of John Belen, man. You got to get rid of the Belen crime family. Get rid of the nepotism. Bring in some new blood. And get some damn LED lights, baby. That's exactly what I'm talking about right there. 
So the LED lights is gonna help us get. They're gonna help us win right there. They just might. You might fucking flicker them shits on third down or in the third quarter when you really need that energy, man. But no, I really think it's the old heads like John Boleyn that still think it's 1994 that got to go. Like, that's the big problem to me. They don't really understand how the game works now. The game passes everybody by. It doesn't matter what, what sport you're in, what game, but his time's gone. I do agree. I do agree with that. When you say the game passes people by, um, sometimes you got to get the, the old heads out of there. But y'all do got to understand we live in America. We ain't going to talk too much politics, but politicians be in that motherfucker for 50, 60 years. So, hey, these people that set the head of the football if these people that set the head of the football positions, they like, hey, if we got the president in there and that motherfucker falling over, then I'm going to fall over in this bitch. I mean, that's just how I feel they live. Yeah, I think Tim Sands, he's holding us back. And then we got Brad and Chad in there, too. Whichever one of them was responsible for the orange smoke that got everybody sick. Fuck him. There was some orange smoke that got everybody sick? Yeah, a few years ago. I can't remember if it was Brad or Evan. I call him Chad, so I can call him Brad and Chad. But it was one of them dumbasses. They got to go, too. So Joe Rogers' analysis is whoever releasing orange smoke that's getting folks sick who dropping stink bombs, you got to get out of here. Yeah, they was doing that during the Sandman jumps. I ain't know what was going on when I saw that. Yeah, Smokegate. One of them's responsible for Smokegate. We done had a lot of, we done had a lot of, uh, a lot of gates going on, man. We got to get on the top of some of these. We had the Smokegate that messed us up. We had the Elevator Gate. Hey, we got too many gates going on. Turkey Dicking Gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we had that. Baylor gate. I think we had the gay gate or whatever happened, you know, whatever, you know. We had uh, Darius Smith up there doing his thing. Like, we done had a lot of gates going on, man. We got to get on top of some of this stuff. Oh, Dickie Stan's account gate? Yeah. That was Quest. <laughs> Quest gate. Shout out Quest, man. <laughs> If you're in Portsmouth and you listening, man, if you don't want to hit on on this on one of your burner accounts, man, call me. I don't call you. I call you three times. That's all I give you. I call you three times. You don't pick up. I don't call no more. You gotta call me. Shout out Quest, man. Man, shout out to Quest, bro, a real one. JT, I think uh, the biggest stumbling block that uh, we faced in the last probably fifteen or twenty years was maybe something that was addressed. Uh, a couple of years ago, and that was just the realization that we got to get our checkbook out and really start spending some money to um, increase the size of our staff and uh, increase the size of our operations so that uh, we really can even start to get somewhere back in the ACC. And that's only in the ACC. Uh, if we get if we get anywhere bigger than the ACC, we're going to have to you know spend a little bit harder, but that more money will be coming. Yeah, so I think that's probably what Vito was hitting on earlier. I mean, he, he can speak for himself, but when he talked about us staying in the ACC, it's like we've been playing catch-up trying to get – trying to compete in the ACC. So I think what we've seen in the last year or, you know, maybe six months was a uptick in money. So we was able to get a, you know, a bigger, bigger staff. Um 
a more cohesive staff thing like that. So I, I kind of agree with that. And yeah, if we move to something else, I mean, that pot just has to get bigger and bigger because the more you go against the big boys, the more you're going to have to spend. But again, I'm an outsider just looking in. I live in Alabama. I don't know how, how the money flows there. I mean, I hear about it sometimes. I kind of see what I can see, but I don't know how the money flows. I don't, besides me talking about just on the field, I don't really know if Virginia Tech can compete with these, the, the good SEC schools. I don't know if we can, money wise, I don't know if we can. My list, they got money, man. They got money. They got money, man. Who got money? Virginia Tech got money, man. I'll be the one to say it. Listen, they used to frame Bim. See, Frank Bimmer could do it, and they could still have a, a, a vacation out in Barbados and all this because Frank could do it on the – he could ball on the budget. So what they realized is after Frank, like, oh – that ain't real. That ain't normal. How Frank was able to do it on the budget. Them people got money, man. So you said they got it. They just don't want to turn it loose. They just ain't used to. They wasn't used to. Oh shit! It costs a hundred dollars for a steak. It's like it's like when you when you married for thirty years and then you start back dating and you realize, man, a date don't cost twenty dollars no more. Ain't no more drive-in theaters. You know, stuff like that. Ain't no more cute dates. Now you got to spend $200 on the brunch now. And they still want to eat dinner. Like, they just found out that the game didn't change. They got the money, bro. They just realized, like, damn, this shit expensive. That's yeah. all, bro. We pledged $400 million And what is that? Over 10 years or something like that. All that does is bring us back up to a level that's maybe, like, almost level with, like, North Carolina and the ACC. I mean, that's that's not even a big time school. Yeah, it puts us like tied for fourth or something, if I remember correctly. When they were rolling out the numbers, they were like, "This will put us like right in that top three, top five range of spending when it comes to football overall, athletics overall, but also in particular, like coaching staff was a big one. Like money put towards the uh, the extra staff off the field, and also the uh, the the uh, assistant pool so it all helps it definitely helps I mean at least you're not you know behind the eight ball you're not working with that but at the same time to Vito's point like they got used to they got comfortable for you know 25 years of winning without having to to put a whole lot in there so um you know, it's, it's, it's definitely an adjustment, I think, from a mindset. But I'm with him. I, I, the money's there. The money's not a problem. It's getting, getting it out of people's hands and into the program, whether it be NIL, whether it be for facilities, whether it be for, you know, general scholarship, whatever it may be. Yeah, this will probably make a lot of people in here groan. But because the university does have a lot of engineering alumni, engineers are just, you know, professional cheapskates, basically. They try to get by with the least possible. And that's that's going to be something we always fight now that the the university's mission and profile is kind of changing to try to bring along more professional graduates. Um, you know, you might see something change with that, but that's that's like long term. That's 20 or 30 years. Yeah, we, we ain't trying to wait no 20, 30 years. They got to come on with it. 
Y'all, we just need a rich super fan for real, for real. Just like how Miami did. Miami go through the same similar problem because they're a private school and all of that. They got a lot of other stuff going on against them, but they just got these super fans that's celebrities and rappers and all ex players and all that. We just got to find a super fan with the bag, man. That's it. Yeah, and I also think, you know, you got to have that. We talk about a salesman coach. Like, you got to have a coach. You got to have a coach that's a salesman because you got to be able to sell a, whatever his plan is. All right, this is what I'm going to do to get us back there. You got to be able to do that. Like, the other coaching staff we had just was like, fuck it, we're going to close everything off. So I think Pry's trying his best to, you know, bridge all the gaps as far as, you know, alumni, getting people to give back, you know, going and talking to the right people. Kind of looked crazy because I know some people was like when he first came in, he was going on this tour where he was going to meet everybody and talk to everybody. He was trying to get money. Like he was telling people, hey, we if we're going to do anything, we're going to need you. So, yeah, he was showing up at uh, the drill field or he was showing up at, you know, with the with the with the cheerleaders or whatever he had to do, because, I mean, it's just like you put together a PowerPoint presentation for your for your boss. You say, hey. I think we can make some money. I think we can do this, but it's got to be, this is my business plan. So that's what the coaching staff had to do. That's what Pry had to do. He had to come up with a business plan to get people to open up their wallets. I think we've done it a little bit. And I think we're moving in the right direction, but I'd like to see, you know, how this year goes before I say, all right, you know, we got, we are going in the right direction. Like I said, I know we're moving in the right direction, but this year is going to tell a lot about, how far we go in the future. Pete, I see you popped in, man. What's going on? How you living? The good Pete. The other Pete. Yeah, the good Pete B. The, the one, one that be put, he be putting seasoning one. on his food and everything. Yeah, the one who started trouble on the timeline. How y'all in the uproar? Y'all. Damn. Yo. What up, Pete? How we living? What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? I was just listening to uh, to y'all. Thanks for doing the space. Uh, you were, Don just said something about a super fan. Um, we kind of have one. He's just not like a celebrity. It's Mahul, man. That guy's been spending tons of money on our program. Nah, he ain't living <laughs> enough. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, what I was just saying is like he he is worth a boatload of money, and I know I'm pretty sure some of this recent recruiting success is falling in line with uh with his wallet and money that's been put towards nil uh that's just like a, a rumor on the back burner there but I, I think we're 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 pushing a little bit more money out there than people think yeah yeah well again most of the people who in here probably know who he is because of the boards so have seen him but i think what don talking about he won't he trying to see somebody out there like michael irvin who coked out <laughs> it's on the field <laughs> We need to see a sweaty, coked out super fan with a Virginia Tech jersey on that just got big bank. Yeah. No, friends I, with I Rick Ross. I hear that. I hear that for sure. And the other thing you guys were talking about with the with the staff getting bigger and you know, we're finally putting some more money towards that and whatnot. In the ACC, we Duke has got almost a fifty person staff. Pitt's got almost a fifty person staff. The the teams are starting to learn um, that they got to do this. And I, I I know we got one of the larger ones in the ACC now in the last two years. 
But it's starting to get around in the conference. So hopefully that'll lead to just – I mean, we saw Duke was better last year. Pitt's been pretty good the last few years. So I think the teams as a whole are getting the picture. Now, not all of them will. But, uh, but yeah, it's interesting because we're, we're supposedly raising all this money and the $400 million pledge that was mentioned and all that kind of stuff. But other schools that aren't doing that much are still putting out staff because you can just go into debt on that stuff. You, we, you saw the graphic how all these schools are in debt on uh, their athletic departments, and that's they just spend the money, and then they'll figure it out later. Yeah, you, yep. can, you can spend yourself, Stephen, because you can look at what Maryland Rutgers and plus Oklahoma State plays at a much higher level than they do, but uh, even they spent – Oklahoma State literally spent like a billion dollars in football in the last 20 years, and, you know, they still haven't quite broke through. True. Can I ask about uh, that shit? When, is, that, is that even real? Like, what is debt at this point? All these programs are, like, in crazy debt. And besides that, apparently <laughs> we're doing pretty good. These, these schools aren't fucking folding. They're still going. They're still taking tuition. Teachers are still getting paid. Football programs are still going. Like, what what is this debt? Is there a day in twenty thirty five where fucking the University of Florida is just gonna collapse? Is that gonna happen? Can someone explain that or not? I mean, as long as they're making money from these sports programs or they're making money from somewhere, then no, it's gonna take them a longer time to pay some of it back. But if you if you're spending money and you're not making it, is where you run into the problem. If you got a football team that's supposed to generate money and they keep going three and eight. Yeah, it'll be a problem sooner or later. And it's not that you may fold, but it may be like you're not going to have the money to get the coach that you need to get you to the next level, shit like that. Yeah, I was going to say they're just going to be like Clemson and cut some some athletic programs if they get into a spot where they're not pulling in enough revenue anymore. She in Colorado, AD said, we don't got the money for Dion and still have. Yeah, he definitely said it. We ain't got the money. We hired him anyway. Hope it work out for him. <laughs> that's hey, that's that, hey, that's putting it on the table right there. Hey, you gotta go win quick. You gotta sell out every game. We need you to sell them out. We need you to sell the bill and and, and liquor and and we need to get all the extra games we can. We need to make some money so we can pay you. And they packed out like that spring game in the snow. Back to spring game out. In the like snow. In the snow. He's just letting that shit fly. Yeah, that's, that's why. That's, that's Whit had sex with his socks on. He would never do that. <laughs> I don't know what that man doing in his bed, but yeah. He said he had sex with his socks on. Now, Dad, I knew you I knew you was coming around. I didn't know where you was at, but I knew you was going to be there. You might have been at work. How you living, man? Man, I'm good. I ain't at work, but I'm good. Well, you're not doing no work, man. <laughs> nah, not right now. No. You chilling. We got a couple of ladies in the building. We like to hear from our from our uh our women our women of, of Hokey Twitter. If y'all feel like y'all wanna get on and say anything, give us a little bit of tidbits of what you're feeling, how you how you thinking the uh, state of the program is? We love to hear from you. Nah, ain't no women getting on mic with Ricky in the fucking space. Ain't nobody fooling with him. Ain't no women ain't getting on. <laughs> ain't no women getting on mic with Ricky on mic too. That's oh, not. Oh yeah, I, oh, I, I hope Ricky the problem. I hope that happens. Get get on. If you read Ricky's timeline, right 
No, I don't be looking at Ricky like that, man. What he be doing? Bro, Ricky said women belong in the kitchen. Like he on that. <laughs> oh, time. Ricky. He, he on the ninety. That. That is he on the ninety three vibes. No, that's oh, Ricky. Stop. I I am for women empowerment. I'm trying to help women. They're just dumb and don't listen sometimes. That's my only problem with them. I'm okay. Teach. Hold on for a minute. You finna get muted because you hey, you was doing good, and then you you went you went left on me. He didn't go left. He went Ricky. That's what he do. Ricky, what what's your background? You Mexican, Puerto Rican? What you is? What? How do you not know? We don't. Are you serious? I want you to say it. You call me your friend. This is a friend what, of mine, guys. What are you? Guatemala? I'm Mexican and Ecuadorian. Why y'all be so hostile to y'all women and y'all be getting them pregnant a whole bunch? Hostile. Yeah, I man. The, hey, the Mexican dudes will be. It, man. I man, the Mexican I dudes here be crazy over their women, man. Like they be, they be going nuts over the women, and then they, and then they stay pregnant. Y'all keep them pregnant for like ten years. We love y'all doing that, so I the love black love men women. don't want them. What's, we still a good one. I am here to help women. My I don't know what's going on with you, Ricky. You gotta come to Alabama for a little bit, man. You talking crazy? I didn't know you. I didn't know you was on that stuff. I'm gonna have to go look at your timeline. Speaking of your timeline, it, it is and we're gonna get back on. We're gonna get back on yeah. cue, everybody. Y'all right, right. recording. But, Ricky, I don't know what you got going on on your timeline, but a dude said he got your name and number and your address. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, man. We ain't got we ain't got to talk about all of it here, but I'm just saying. Nah, the man said I got your name, your number, your address. Leave them folks alone, man. I, me, bro. Okay. Hey, you in a post-Trump world. You better leave these people alone. I'm not doing shit to nobody. I'm not yeah, doing you shit is. to nobody. Bro, what was I going to say? Yeah, if this wasn't Boundary Corner podcast, I, I, I would go off and, and talk about it, but I'm not trying to worry. Yeah, yeah, we don't want you to go off and talk about it. You said enough when you said what you said about women. You say oh, something else, we're going to mute you. Uh, Clark, we see you in the building, man. We was talking about uh, uniforms earlier. You should have been here. We'll, we'll circle back around if we need to. We need to know what's up, man. Why is y'all hiding the Hokie Stone uniform? Man, put them shits out on a Saturday. Let's go out there and play. Put them shits out there. Stop bullshitting with yourselves. Brian, what else we had? What else are points we had? I've been pulling it up, but I done got lazy. What else points we hit on? ESPN layoffs. <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of feel like you hit the nail on the head again, dog. Hey, listen. Don V has been on it, man. I don't know if, if y'all follow. I, I think everybody in here probably followed Don. He came through earlier with the uh, with, with 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 the with the you know, been dating. You've been married for thirty years. Like that's that's a that's a great way to put it. Of what I what I um, uppers look like, you know. You've been married for thirty years. Now you got to start back dating. You don't know what to do. That was perfect. But I think he hit the um, – I think it was Don. Don and maybe B-Fish was talking about the ESPN layoffs. Don't nobody get on ESPN to hear what nobody talking about on there. If you hear anything, it's because you went to YouTube and you got a clip and somebody put it on Twitter. Ain't nobody going to watch these fucking shows. They don't want to pay these people millions of dollars just for nothing. So they better get with them some content creators and form a TikTok. They better get with Ricky. Pretty much what they're going to do in the next coming years, like the, the influencers, the the IG people, the TikTokers, they're going to be on ESPN, bro. But that whole 
just getting a former athlete. We're going to give you $3 million to just, no, nah, that's over with. It's been over with. Tally, do not send them to Ricky. That man will give them two fucking episodes and he's out. Dan is just a hater. He's my number one hater. I want everybody in this space to realize that Dan Pulse oh, is my hater. Oh, yeah. No, we got the paperwork back on that. No, we, we got the paperwork on that. Oh, what I was going to say about ESPN real quick. Um, I don't know if y'all remember when the kneeling started happening and ESPN started supporting that. And there was like right wingers saying that like, oh, we don't want to watch ESPN anymore because of that. And it's like, no, you guys still watch ESPN live football, live basketball. You guys will still watch that. No, one, that's not going to stop. People don't watch ESPN no more because all that shit's on YouTube and Twitter. Like y'all said. So just want to say that. I mean, don't we got enough shows that air back to back to back to back where it's just like three mm-hmm. old heads yelling at each other? Yeah, you like, talk about the, they talk about the same thing. Right. They talking about when Tom Brady going to retire and him kissing his kids in the mouth and why LeBron ain't cheating on his wife in 30 years. Like, that's the only thing they talk about. When the Lakers going to be good again, why LeBron ain't cheating on his wife and Tom Brady – Tonguing his kids down. That's all but, I'm talking. That's all I see. But but if I do want to watch that or listen to that, I can listen to that anytime I fucking want to on a random YouTube channel or a podcast. That's what ESPN. It just yeah. Or 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 the young people, you're gonna go to TikTok. They're gonna give it to you in a 30 minute clip, and you good to go. I mean, a 30 second clip. Yep. You get what you need, and you're done. Like nobody trying to watch no show for two hours to get to the meat. It's all oh. about the click. It's all about the quick clicks. What do you say, Juliet? My attention span doesn't last long enough to watch a two-hour talk show. See, hey, there you go. I don't know Juliet's age. I'm not gonna ask her her age, but she's probably one of our younger, younger fans in here. And you heard what she said. Her attention span ain't long enough. That's why TikTok is so big. Give it to them in 30 seconds. That's all you going to – hey, that's all you getting as far as them clips go. And she a reporter, too. She a reporter, and she ain't listening ESPN to no report. Better, ESPN better hire me to make them content on TikTok. <laughs> I lose brain cells every time Ricky speaks. Oh, shit. I don't even know who that is. That's Lance Weller. <laughs> Your buddy. That's Lance. That's Lance, bro. Who? That's Lance. Oh, uh, fucking what's his name? Uh, what's his name? His uh, name uh, is Lance. His name is Lance. Well, using brain cells. Caleb's boy. Uh, fucking Damn, Ricky on hard drugs. Who's the other dude? Oh, Patrick's older brother or little brother? Yeah, little brother. My fault. Hey, shout out to Patrick Weller, bro. Shout out to Patrick fucking Weller. A OG, a legend. TP legend. It's a, a TP2 reunion right now? What are we doing? It is, bro. This is a TP1 reunion. I was say, I think this was one. I forgot. Yeah, Weller's didn't make it to the to TP2, did they? Yeah, Weller's didn't Minor black ball, them boys, man. Hey, Lance, where's your big brother at? It's my little brother. <laughs> And he's at South Carolina. Oh, okay. Tell him I said what's up. 
He just said he lose brain cells when he hear you talk. Now you want to chill with his brother? Bro, yeah, Mexican, y'all be weird, man. His big brother is cool, bro. I like him. I like his big brother. He just said it's his little brother. That's his little brother. Oh, my God. You guys are fucking slow. <laughs> hey, man. Y'all ain't picking up what Ricky putting down, man. What's the next topic? Um, We've been topics, man. We just in here to. Oh, go ahead. Can we just talk about weddings in the fall? Because I saw, I saw a tweet about somebody watching um the Virginia Tech Ohio State game, um at the wedding, and that was literally me. I went to my cousin's wedding in 2015, and it was literally the same weekend that Virginia Tech played Ohio State. And mm. I really would love to have a fall wedding, but honestly, I don't think I can because. I, I can't put somebody else through that. Like, I really wanted to watch the game, and instead I was at a wedding, and it was honestly just really depressing. Well, 2015, you ain't missed nothing in 2015. You ain't missed nothing. All you missed was that Braxton Miller spin move. <laughs> I actually I – actually, I think I watched it on the drive back home, and um, that was the year that Adolphus Washington killed Michael Brewer because we were up. We should have won that game, but Adolphus Washington killed Michael Brewer, knocked him out of the game for the rest Michael of the Brewer, game. Michael Brewer killed Michael Brewer, talking shit at halftime. Oh, well, that's He amazing. said, oh, yeah, you missed that when you was at the wedding. Michael Brewer said at halftime, they got to hit me harder than that. Okay. We got something for your silly ass. We got, JK, we got J.K. Shields done popped up in the building. I thought oh, this man was off Twitter. I thought we blackballed JK. JK no, is back. We're on. We, we we know we on JK. How you how you how you living, man? I'm living better than anybody in this thing right now. I'm down here at the beach until Sunday. Might not ever come back. You say you living better than anybody in here, JK? I'm listen, here. I'm down here in Nags Head for the week, man. Doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, yeah, you 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 did say that, but you said I'm living better than anybody in here. Now let me ask All you right. something. I heard you was talking on. I think it might have been on Don's space when I went back and listened to it. And Don said, "How the women down there? Where you at?" He said, "Oh, ain't no women around me. So if you ain't got no women around you, you ain't you ain't living say, better than some that. of us." I say that I was. We were around some last night. A girl I went to high school with. Oh, you hey, down here too. You're we saying, were partying at their I'm just house. saying what you put on wax, yeah. man. You said you no, ain't I got mean, no women around you. There's a lot of self-deprecating jokes on my beho- my behalf, which I do a lot to myself. I find it funny. Well, hey, if you can't get no women, get some men. You get whatever you like, no, man. We ain't right, judging. We, we, we gonna be out of banks. You gotta get fucking something. You gotta get something. You out there on the beach? I heard you say you had your shirt off. You ain't had no shoes on. I haven't had my shirt on all week. Put your dick in something, man. Put it in a beehive if you got to it. Help it swell up. <laughs> said, we got one. Holy smokes. Y'all freaky. <laughs> Never heard of fucking a beehive yeah, before. Tally's re- that's a- I'm from yeah, Alabama, that's man. We see all kind of stuff down here. Alabama shit, I was about to say that. You say you want that thing to get bigger, put it in a beehive. I promise you it'll get bigger. Anyway, next, yeah, next, t- next thing we talking about. We're going to get back to what y'all talk about. We're going to talk about what I want to talk about right now. One of the other things we hit on, we talked about the reputation of Virginia Tech. For us to get, you know, where we want to be as far as a football team, uh, as a football program, excuse me, our reputation. Some people still call us DBU. I don't know if y'all do, if y'all believe that. Nah, I do that believe shit did. 
I do believe that um, the NFL and some of the other teams do look at us as a school that produces good DBs. I think that's how Kayla Farley got to the NFL. I mean, that's just – or got drafted as high as he did. Excuse me. Um, I think if he had went to another school, even another ACC school, I don't think he gets drafted that high. Um, Virginia Tech has just been known to put defensive backs in the league um, and, and them be productive. So I feel like with the coaching staff that we have or any coaching staff that we have, you got to play on that. I ain't saying that we DBU, but – if I'm a coach or if I'm on that staff, I'm definitely going to play up to it. I'm definitely going to go and grab whoever I can grab to uh, light the si- light, light the fires and, and sound the sirens to say we DBU to get the next crop of uh, DBs that we got. So reputation is a big thing that I think would help us. Uh, number one, living up to our reputation as far as Lane, Lane Stadium being scary, uh, having that defense, whatever you want to put it, you are just who you – I feel like in football you are who you are. I feel like Fuente wanted to come in and change it. Us as fans, we wanted things to change. Man, we always got a good defense, man. We need offense. Yeah, you do need offense, but I just think we're a defensive – I think we're a defensive team. I think we got – I think we got to play into that. So I'm hoping that that's what Pryor and his, uh, his staff is, is able to do. I feel like that's what he was brought in to do, so we'll see. What y'all got to say? Nah, you're right. Perception is everything, and especially in a sport like college football where, like, you get into the playoffs literally because of your perception. You can go undefeated, and the media can just decide, y'all some shit. We ain't fucking with y'all. And you don't get into the playoffs. It's a perception sport. Like, it means everything. Um so living up to living up to what we perceive Virginia Tech to be uh, is very very important. Yeah, what I would <clears throat> what I would say was that you know we just got to get known for something other than Enter Sandman, and I'm not trying to trigger Tally right now with that. But please it, God, no, no, you speak, no, no, you speaking facts right now. Yeah, it, it, please, like, yes, facts. Take you back on that. You too. look, you look at Twitter. We see it. <laughs> Every three weeks, the the shaken, horrible video from the UNC game, everyone's like, oh, college football is almost back. No one even talks about that win, even though that was one of the few games where we had a good enter Sandman and we actually won. Our yeah. home field has been trash yep. the last – Yeah, I never want to see those videos from like Notre Dame 2018 or uh, 21 or, any, or Ohio State. Any of those years we go out there, have a sick entrance, and they get our fucking ass whipped. Just it doesn't exactly. do it for me. Exactly. We need to start winning at home, using that energy, and actually having it follow through. Once we get back to that, and people are actually scared to come to Tech, and and play that good defense Tally's talking about, then we will start to feel like we're yeah. I, I actually, I'm actually boycotting it this year. I decided home games. I'm not going in for the insurance because I'm tired. You know, I don't get excited for it anymore because I'm too used to going in, seeing a skip get our ass kicked or whatever after it. So I'll walk in halfway through the first quarter. I, I'm boycotting it until I decide that we're good enough to have a cool entrance again. Okay. Lord, have mercy. JK, you're going to boycott the beginning of the game. You boycotted the spring game. I did. I did not get into the spring game. Yeah, I know. I've I seen you. You said you wasn't going. You didn't go. You was up there, but you didn't well, go I, in. I know. A lot of people said I was going to actually go into the game, and I was dead serious. So now, people are saying the same thing about this insurance. I said, I'm telling you, I'm not going in for it at all this year. And you a season ticket holder? 
I am, yeah. I'll be up there. I'll still be in the tailgate lot until when I decide to get in the first quarter. That's how I'm doing it this year. Okay. J.K. Shields. Your neighborhood, your neighborhood insurance guy. I mean, what is that? out there in the lot. We'll have everything ready to go. You might as well hang out at my tailgate instead of going in, watching the entrance and seeing us get blown out yet again. But you ain't gonna have no bitches around, bro. Like, ain't nobody trying. No, bro. I don't know about that. I, say, hey, I ain't about to share no women with you, bro. That's not. That's dead. That's all the way dead. <laughs> I'd rather go watch Sandman, bro. Yeah, if you want some good fried food or anything else, I want women, high. bro. Y'all sharing? No. J.K., what beat you at? Next, you at Outer Banks? Yeah, in Outer Banks. I didn't even know Outer Banks was a real place till Vito told me like earlier this week. I thought it was oh, a TV no, it's show. A real place. It goes down in the Outer Banks. You in? Is it fine women down there, J.K.? Yeah, there is actually. Yeah, saw saw a few out at some bars this week, and we were out. Um, let's see, I'll be here till Sunday, so maybe hopefully make something happen there. I don't know yet. Today's been kind of a chill yeah. day. Went a little too hard the previous two days, but we're still alive. Yeah, you got to get them right, J.K. That means you don't like none of the folks from uh, West Virginia, right? Uh, South. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not a big fan of again. <laughs> We'll get my mouth around too much about that, but yeah. My boy, J.K. How many games you going to at Holly Springs this year, J.K.? Uh, I might get a couple. I don't know. Go watch uh, Noah Jenkins just committed there. I think I might get a couple more guys this summer. Yeah, when I say – excuse me. When I say you at the spring game, you was with – uh. He was with the Holland Spring kid and his and his pops, right? Or oh, they yeah, were with yeah. you, yes, sir. Yep. That's your that's your buddy. Yeah, yeah. His, uh, I've been hanging out with his dad some when I go to games there, and whatnot. They're cool people. Yeah, it seemed like he was a cool dude, man. He's like, yeah, I'm with, because he came through. He was just standing there. And I was like, hey, man, you need to get by. He's like, nah, I'm with J.K. I said, okay, J.K. I see you, man. Oh, yeah. J.K. Yeah. He told me he was with J.K. I said, man, J.K. is down with the Browns. JK runs the 804, man. JK with the 804. Man, JK ain't running nothing sharing women out here, bro. He could have kept that information. You can't be you out here sharing them, my boys. Who's going to the Syracuse game? Is anybody going to be there on the Thursday night? Holy. Nah. Absolutely. I'm no. Syracuse guy. Hell I'll be no. at Purdue. I'm trying Man, to do Purdue and Louisville yeah, what, this year for I'm me. Pulling up, I'm pulling up to the UVA. I'm pulling up to the UVA game. Okay. okay, I was just curious. Yeah, like what's the go-to game? The, the home schedule, obviously, it's been talked about. It's week, But, like, what is the game that anyone should try to target? ODU it's game is going to be a beach party up there. None of, none of them shits. <laughs> Purdue is about as good as we're going to get, I feel like. That's crazy. I'm I need y'all athletic. I need y'all athletic director to be a man and start scheduling people again. Cause what the fuck is that schedule? No, no, no. I'll let him schedule. I wish he'll schedule uh, all. I wish he'll schedule Jacksonville State every week. We need to win. Shout out to Jacksonville State. Ain't they up in FBS now? We wouldn't beat them right now. Oh shit! Here we go. You don't think so? Fuck no. Wouldn't How you know? Them? 
Jack State's good, man. Have been yeah, that's my alma mater. I, I know care, about I Jacksonville State. Yes, they're good. Yeah, I know. I know about Jacksonville State. That's my that's my alma mater. But or the I think we'll do Jack Jacksonville State. That's different from Dion's school. Yeah, Jacksonville State is in Alabama. Yeah. Okay. We would we would had a tough time at Jackson State too, probably this past year at least. What we gonna What are we gonna do this year, J.K.? Since we got you here, um, I think we'll win. I, I, I think we'll be lucky Keegan, to win. I think we're gonna be lucky to win shut four up. games. I got us going four and eight. J.K. say we're going four shut and eight. Keegan. Somebody cut Keegan off. That's ridiculous. Tell him. Tell him. Yeah, cut off his. Man, mic. Fuck off, Lance. Lance got so many bets of me on the on this season. It's gonna be owing me all kinds of money by the time the year is over. What you think, then, Lance? Since you betting JK, what you think we're gonna do this year? I think we wouldn't struggle with Jacksonville State. That's a ridiculous comment. Danny called you by your real name. He called you Keegan. If, if you think four and eight, that would essentially mean you're we're no better than this year because we didn't play a full season last year and we probably <clears> right. we're not really <clears throat> Yeah, we're not really going to be better not, this year. You don't so, think yeah. DB is better? You don't think the, You don't think we got better? You don't think our receiver really got better? better? We uh, we got one we got one better receiver. I don't like the other additions we got besides Allie Jennings. I think you could make the argument so we're better at almost every position except for O-line and maybe I don't know, tight end. I don't know. I think we're better at a lot of the positions. D-line scares the shit out of me though, still. That's biggest weakness I see in this team. I think it's gonna it's, bite it's us in the ass all year. I like this D line better than last year. I mean, I'll take, I'll, I'll take the. Uh, and when I, and when, towel when over, I say for the record, but, when I say D line, I mean the interior more than anything. I, at least bring. I mean, that's a, that's essentially running back. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it, it shouldn't be any worse than last year. They're running it back. Right, they got the same. Yeah, but, they, but it's still an FCS size defensive line. Like those guys, they're undersized and they're honestly just not that good either. I mean, They're we, also one player deep at like every position. Well, that's the problem, right? And one of, and one of their backups is a kid from France that weighs like two hundred sixty pounds as a defensive tackle. I mean, that's bullshit. The guy shouldn't even be playing for us. So we got the same D line that we had last year, or mainly the you same. Gotta line. Make sure none of these players' daddies in here, bro, because you had people on your head top last year. Bro. I know. Yeah, we're not gonna have that happen again. Actually, you had people on my head top, and I had to explain your shit. I got it all to blow over though. It was all good. Yeah, that is. I, I owned, uh, hey, I owned up to it though. I mean, I I went out and I made it right, so it's okay. Oh, you caught the plea. I I talked to the I I talked to the person who was upset about it, and we were we were good <laughs> after we had a little conversation. Oh, that's good. We got Trey Turner. We got Trey Turner in the building, giving all y'all niggas a thumbs down. Back to um, back. No, nah, he thumbing he, JK down. He ain't thumbing everybody. He thumbing, he thumbing everybody down. He thumbed JK down. JK said they all they he said one hundred. He thumbing JK down. <laughs> he talking about that, ain't he? JK said JK said we're going four and eight. I can say I don't agree with a lot of stuff JK say. He talk a lot of stupid shit. But he hit us last year. What you say? We said three last year, JK. He said, said four. Yeah, I, I said, said three four and eight. Not, I think I said three and nine, bro. I got the paper. You was on the pod, bro. You said yeah, four I know, and eight. I know it is, but, but but right before the ODU game, the week before, I changed my mind and said we're gonna lose that game. So I dropped. We, 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 we got you. We got two and ten this year. So 
I I could see two and ten. Yeah, I easily could. Damn! Now we going two and ten. Now we going. We drop from four and eight to two and ten that quick. We're we're going somewhere in that range. Yeah, I I think we'll be lucky to win four. So if we win five, if is you gonna eat a pine cone? I got a uh, I got a bet with one of my friends' uncles I made down here at the beach where uh, I believe if I win the under at four, I win three thousand dollars. If I lose, I have to do something. It's to be determined. I don't know what it's going to be yet. We're working that if out. If you lose, if you lose, can you give me three thousand dollars? Uh, no. <laughs> Damn man, <laughs> you out there? You out there? Out of banks? You got the money? Uh, my grandparents paid for this vacation, not me. Well, your grandparents got the money. Still out of their safe. Shit, they ain't gonna miss it. I mean, they're ninety some years old, so yeah, they're they're going. Oh soon, man, he's mooching off the old people. They got dementia. He's taking money oh, from. Them. JK in the building. It was funny. He been out there for two weeks. I should have known that shit was funny. Oh, oh yeah. Said he been down there for two weeks. Out I said we're going to win and see. Here, between here and Virginia Beach, yeah, did a little cobia fishing in Virginia Beach last weekend and then followed up being down here for a week. Ain't nothing wrong with that. My boy JK doing no work. He's celebrating Juneteenth all June and July. Damn I'm right. getting paid to be Shout out to JK. Celebrate JK, Juneteenth. You got a salt life sticker yet? I know you got one. You've no, been out I, here for Friday. I actually don't. I'm going to talk about that. I, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. If people having the salt life sticker in their car or truck and they've probably never put a fishing pole in the water at the beach before in their entire life. So, no, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all against that. Unless, unless you actually do fish, then you can do it. But I would say 90% of those people who have those stickers do not. Thank you. You said no posers. One hundred percent of those so people you saying, are stupid, so it's all good. <laughs> I mean, the salt life sticker is like the lamest fucking thing. <laughs> but I actually fish, and I still wouldn't even put one on. Man, y'all shitting on salt life people. Listen, shout out to all the salt life people. My going down to the OBX. Pete, what game you going to? I'm going. I'm definitely going to to Rutgers because I live in New Jersey, and I. Uh, Pat and Billy are going to be up here, and I think they're doing a big Suns thing. And so if people are up on the East Coast or live in Philly or Jersey or whatever, you got to come to that game because it's going to be a blast. I think it's going to be full of Hokies. But with regard to Blacksburg, I'm trying to make the the week before UVA. I forget what game that is. It's uh, like 11-18, I want to say. But that's when I'm going to be down. Okay. Is that the real dicks that's in the chat? Dex, Dex, if it's really you, let me get an emoji, bro. If you the real Dex, if you a fake Dex, y'all got any more topics? That's it. We want <laughs> to hear the topics from y'all. That's all the topics we got. Oh, it's, it's silly time. We, hey, that's what we've been on. <laughs> man, Cam Cobb, how you living, man? What my boy Cam doing, man? How you living, Cam? Get on the mic, man. Grab get on the mic. Tell me what you feel Cam about Cobb, JC. Man. Hey, Something like that. Cam from New Kent. Shout out to everybody in New Kent, man. I don't even know. What's New Kent? What's in New Kent? They make sausages there, too? What are we talking about? <laughs> they make sausages. Yeah, that's Smithville. Isn't it? We talked about Smithville. Nah, New Kent is in between Richmond and 757. It's literally, it's in the middle of both. It's going up and wineries and nothing else. Yeah, we got some wineries and some golf courses, but... 
Is that Cam talking? Yeah, yeah. What's up, JT? How we doing? Man, you sound like JK, man. You rich too. God damn. Me. Yeah, you they just said you got you just got on the mic and said we got some wineries here. You might as well go <laughs> Don't mean uh, I go OBX to them, but they there. Cam, how you feeling about the recruiting, man? I ain't got to talk to you in a while. Man, they 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 proved me wrong so far. I mean, they got a they got they've been doing well. Tomorrow's a big day, you know, what's it next Thursday? We got some big things coming. Hopefully they pull it out, but they doing all right so far. I can't complain. Got to win on sun, on Saturdays though to keep them. Yep, I agree. I ain't gonna say they proved you wrong because when I talked to you, it was never like you wasn't on the JK shit. You wasn't on the, you know, everybody suck. It's all this. I mean, you just was stating your opinion and you said, "Hey, they got to do this better. We got to get in the portal better." But I feel like a lot of the stuff that you said again when I talked to you, it was addressed with some of the stuff that the coaching staff done. So that's the only reason I asked you how you were feeling about it. Not to say they proved you wrong or nothing, because like I said, most of the stuff when me and you had debate, she was, uh, I mean, you was pretty spot on what you was talking about. But I just feel like now I guess they uh, they done kind of hit on a couple of them things. But I agree with you. They got to win to keep uh, the momentum going. Because if, if we do the JK record, it's going to get ugly. I don't think nobody going to want no 2 and 10. Yeah, Jay, God, dog, we say you're a vampire. Money on my my insurance, so he got to find a shady tree somewhere, bro. He can't even be out in the sun more than four hours before he starts sizzling up. I don't want to hear that. Justin, you want the mic? Yeah, I'm. I'm back in the basement now. I was outside. (laughs) I was taking photos of uh, fireflies. I was. I was setting up. Um. My question for the uh, Hokies in here is how would they compare the 1999 football team with the uh, women's uh, basketball team that just went through the NCAA tournament as a uh, number one seed, like in terms of greatness? That's all. I mean, even if it was a man, it was men's. It doesn't really matter. Men's basketball. I mean, it's just not doesn't compare to football, man. But it was fun to watch the girls. I love watching women's basketball. You know, Candace Parker. I actually love watching the Candace Parker Tennessee teams. I'm not even. Why, bro? You ain't got to oversell it, bro. You don't like women. What a god! They had that little girl. She was like five two. She was a beast point guard. They had what was the fucking legendary coach's name? It was a fun team to watch. You don't give a fuck about that team, bro. My point is that I am pro women. I'm not talking about rights and shit. I'm talking about relationships and just the dynamic between men and women. Before y'all go, before y'all go, because I got you and I got uh, I got Brian and I got I got two thirds y'all here, and I listened to y'all Brent Pry episode. Great job as always. But I wouldn't be doing my job. Why the fuck y'all act like that Liberty game was the Come on, bro. I got hot. We all here, bro. We talking, bro. Why y'all act like that Liberty win was like the beginnings of, bro? Liberty gagged that game away to us, bro. We beat them. What you mean? No, nah, they lost. You didn't, you didn't look at the so you didn't look at the game and think no. that we put nothing together from all of the from all of the season where we had fucked up games, uh, games we was up that we lost. You didn't look at the Liberty game and say. Damn, we improved. That boy's had it's lip. It's liberty. It don't, don't matter. Know. Everybody it's that we liberty. played was we supposed to college. Liberty, college. Bro. 
we supposed to smack Liberty. Like, if we smack Liberty, now I, I can understand. You be like, bro, y'all look different in that Liberty game. Liberty had that ball with the lead and fumbled that bitch. Like, if they don't fumble that ball. Yeah, but we have been playing the same way the whole season. It's ODU. We lost to them. We didn't just lose every game. We gave some of those games away. Like, we would beat North Carolina State on the on the road, right? What was it, 21 to 3, something like that? We gave them the game. They didn't gave, come back we, and beat us. We gave NC State. We gave Georgia Tech the game. We gave, we gave Georgia, Georgia Tech the game. So, it's not like we were saying, Liberty, man, Liberty, Liberty is so – In my opinion, I didn't feel like we were saying, man, we just – Liberty was such a, a, a valiant opponent. I, we we went to we went into it. Of course, we had the head coach there. We said we had a lot of times this season where everybody expected us to win, even got excited about winning, and we gave the game away. That game we had the opportunity to give the game away, but we didn't. We won it. They gave they gave it away. No, I think I think Vito's hating man, I, and I'm being serious. I, I I thought we were the better team, and we deserved to win. Honestly. I don't see how when they fumbled the game, they literally fumbled the game away. They, they had, had the rock that and the lead. That was that one fumble though. But I thought the entire game we were the better team. We were starting hey, man. To get away. That's what I was. We just need, we, 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 need we needed the ball to bounce our way a couple of times, man. Yeah, we need. But but I guess I guess my ultimate point is it ain't the fact that we won or lost the game. It's the fact that it was a close game with Liberty, and you like. Are we trying to make this seem like this was the beginning of something? Like, don't get me yeah, wrong. I agree with the I, whole, I think with, with the direction. And I understand where you're coming from. You're saying it's Liberty. We should be beating them. We shouldn't be in a dogfight with Liberty, but we are. That's what we are as a program right now. So to a casual fan, I know you dig a little bit deeper, but to a casual fan, I mean, we won that game. I feel like if we played Virginia the next week, we would have won that game. And then we went into the offseason. I feel like we killed the portal. We brought in some players that's going to help us win some games this year. And then now they started killing recruiting. So, I mean, yeah. if it was just we won that game and then we didn't do shit, we'd have been like, okay, it was just Liberty. But it seemed like to me it could be the start of something. It was the fact that Virginia Tech was three and – or no, they were two and eight at that time. Mm-hmm. And they won that game and they beat Liberty, which – beat them the previous year. It's just like, why are we losing to Liberty in a close game? And this is a bad team, and we beat Liberty. Oh, hey, Virginia Tech is back on track to being Virginia Tech and smacking the shit out of Liberty. But, but that Liberty team proceeded to put nobody in the draft. The coach left. Like, you, like the fact that that game was close is crazy. It was on the road. They have Hugh Freeze as a coach who just got hired away. They we I mean, they were a good program. They had like eight wins at that time. Um, they might have been eight and one at that time, something like that. Maybe nine and one. But I'm not saying we should be patting ourselves on the back for beating Liberty, but when you're on a seven game losing streak and you're on the road and they got a coach that's about to go to the SEC and you win the game, you should feel good, no matter how the ball bounced. Like we we should feel good about that. And I do think that it showed the team didn't quit. At the very least, they never quit throughout the season. And to me, it's not even that they didn't quit. It's more that they finally found a way to make plays when it mattered because that's what they didn't do for most of the rest of the season, right? Like we had three or four games where we either had the lead or had a chance to take the lead late in the game and we didn't get it done. So the fact that we got it done to me is 
a sign of some progress regardless of the opponent because we saw what happened against ODU. I do understand what Don was saying. I do. I do. But I still think it was a good turning point potentially. Okay, and I'm not I'm I'm not trying to be the one to shit on the winds or, or be the party pooper. But let's say this year we play ODU first, right? And it's a hell game. Let's say we win it. We win a hell game. Ain't a part of you gonna still be like, damn, we still doing this with these fucking bullshit ass teams. Like we still yes. doing this. I will not take round and round shit with them. If it's if it's tight and I'm sweating that ODU game out with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, yeah, it's I'm not gonna be happy about that. That's not we need to we need to show that we are a little bit better than that. Well, I ain't gonna say that. I don't wanna be in a hell game with ODU, but it matters to me about the it matters to me about the wins. Like again, I expect us to go to a bowl this year. That's just what I think. I think we got the staff, I think we got the players, the talent on the team. I'm not saying we uber talented, but I think we got the talent to win six games. So yeah, if I look back at this season after this season is over and I look at our recruiting and our recruiting is as bad as it has been and we win three games, four games, okay, I can go back to it and say, yeah, that didn't mean shit. That's just me, though. That's, That's the I best thing that. about it. He was still able to do some decent recruiting despite lo- losing that much. You know, uh, it, it basically it took all them bullshit-ass Fuente excuses and put them shits in the trash can because, oh, it's located in Virginia. Who wants to come here? Oh, we're broke. We're this, we're that. Ah, right, shut that shit up. Uh, Pride definitely don't selling something. You getting some, you getting some talent to come in. So it ain't. It never was the location. It never was money. You just gotta have something to sell. Yeah. Even you if you be, ain't got nothing to sell, you gotta yep. be a pimp for that shit. You gotta. You gotta be able to sell. All excuses, man. That was all excuses. And Pride is the salesman. Someone talked about that earlier. He's doing. He's done a great sales job on a portion of the fan base. Not everyone is believing. A lot of people are just pointing at the three wins and saying. You know, we got to get this guy out of here if he does this again. But I, I'm picking up what he's selling. I know a lot of other people are. And he's the best. I mean, he's one of the best recruiters Penn State had. And so getting him to flip to our side two years ago was a win. And hopefully the momentum will continue on the trail. All right, yo. Back to the um, back to the Liberty shit for a second. I just got to put this out there. Liberty beat Arkansas last year. They killed BYU. Oh my fucking and god, bro! Wake Into Force space. by one point. Wake Forest is a really good team last Into year. Space, bro. They beat an SEC team and they played Ole Miss really good. Also, just putting that out there. That's Damn. a decent team. That's a decent Damn. team. I don't care what Liberty did against another team. When Virginia Tech beat Liberty, you're supposed to smack them, bro. I don't give I, a fuck what Liberty do on the weeks before that or the weeks after that. You just gotta know, like we were two and what were we, two and eight. Going to that game? Yeah. Like, look where we oh, were. No. I, I agree. I think in every other year, we should smack Liberty. And I know, like, 2020, we lost. Man, y'all is arguing with Dunn. Y'all are arguing with Dunn. And Dunn Don probably knows stats better than anybody in here. Caleb Smith was our number one receiver with, like, 400 yards. A win is a win. I don't give a fuck if we beat Man. the College Caleb of the Smith Death and I had 27 yeah. more catches than everybody in this chat. Man, give me – give me – I, I'm not hating on Caleb Smith, but Caleb I'm not going to come in here and say, because we Virginia Tech, we were supposed to pull up and beat Liberty. Like, no, nah, 
I didn't go into the game and say, yeah, I know we're going to go in here and win. Like, no, nah, that ain't what I was thinking. So, that, to pull a win out, I, I'm, I was happy with it. Yeah, Especially I mean, considering last year the they lost. You can say that. that was twenty twenty when we played them. Yeah, I think with, with like the podcast, it, I mean, we we picked we picked Virginia Tech to lose that game. Both of us did. So I mean, I mean, this is man, this it's crazy because Liberty. it's crazy because like I would we did the uh, boundary corner little thing and y'all had every other Virginia Tech Twitter account available in, in that thing. And y'all asked, what was the biggest game of the year, right? I remember a- answering that question vividly. And everybody was like, oh, Miami, oh, whatever, whatever. And I was like, bro, Liberty, ODU, beat the shit out of them. And I know what we – I was serious. Like, I was you not right. playing you around. Right. <laughs> I was like, listen, if we fuck around with, against ODU and the Liberties of the world and who else we played, Georgia Southern or somebody, some weak-ass school, Wofford or some shit, 27-7 type shit. I said, if we ain't whooping on them, it's a sorry team. And that, that's what came to pass. I'm saying it again this year, bro. When we play week one, and if we are in a in a and we and we having a sword fight with ODU and we gotta win a walk-off kick, bro, something's something's wrong. Like something ain't right. Now, I'm not trying to be I, I understand winning is important and, and the team probably needed to just see a win. But a small part of me still was like, bro, you need a liberty to give you a game. It's uh, maybe I'm fucking crazy. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a jaded negative Virginia Tech fan. I've been through a lot. No, I I've understand where you're coming from. I understand. I mean, you you presented the case good enough where I can understand what you're saying. You know, you're looking at the games and saying, "Okay, this is team," but you got under like that ain't where we at. I of course going I mean, into I the season, we might have we might have all thought we should have been this place or we should be this. But I mean, I think Jalen Holston scored like three touchdowns against Liberty, right? He may have yeah. had twelve yards. Like we just, we couldn't run the ball. We could like we wasn't a very good team. So Liberty was a better team than us last year. I hate to tell everybody in here if you don't know that, if you go back and look at the tape, Liberty was the better team. We got lucky they was losing the coach. He might have called some stuff wrong. I mean, I think Taiwan Garbett had a good game where he like stripped yeah. maybe strip sacked like twice. So it wasn't like he they just did. gave us the game. Like we we went out and Made the plays to win. Made All of the, the stuff plays. that usually happened to us happened to, happened them. to them. So when I look at stuff like that, I'm like, man, yeah, it's, sometimes you got to get the ball to bounce away. All of the seasons. And again, I don't think that our, our, our kids didn't fight hard in a lot of games. We just didn't know how to win. We we, we knew how to lose. We didn't know how to win. Oh, them so we go, experts at losing. Yeah, so they when I go it. look at a game like the Liberty game, I'm like, most of the time, if you watch enough sports, you'll watch teams. Up, uh, like the progression of a team is okay. They get beat by a lot, then they get beat by a little, then they start winning by a little, then they win by a lot. Like everybody talks about how great Florida State is. Florida State lost to Jacksonville State like two years ago. Like they wasn't what we remember Florida State to be. You got to be able to rebound. You know what I'm saying? We had a first. There's no excuses. It's just what it is. Like. We had a new coach. We didn't have a lot of talent. Uh, all of our, all of our, I mean, just about everything that we had was was new, or trying to find something to to make work. So every game was a hell game. We just we didn't pull a lot of them hell games out. Yeah. So yes, indeed, was, it was hell game. 
Yeah, I was I was happy to see it. And and again, I do hope that we come out not to not to discourage anything you said because I agree with what you're saying. I do hope that week one, we are at home. Motherfuckers is gonna be drunk and jumping and doing all of this shit to the inner sandman. I do hope the team and the coaching staff has them prepared. As much as everybody hates Fuente, that motherfucker's gonna have the team prepared for week one. Like that most of the games that we played week one, he had them prepared. So I do hope that the coaching staff has learned, like, okay, this is what we gotta do to win. And you at home, like, no, nah, we don't need we don't need to be going into overtime with ODU. We don't need to be winning by three points. Like, yeah, we probably need to beat the shit out of ODU. So I agree with you with what you're saying. Give me now. two Justin, give me two, three scores. Give me two, three scores. Give me 17, yeah, 18 I agree points. With you. I do agree with you on that. I still stand with what I said on the on the, the Liberty game from last year. I understand why you asked the question, which I'm glad you did. I still stand by how I feel on that, but I understand where you're coming from when you're saying moving forward, this is what I'm this is what I need to see. Justin, I see you got your hand up, man. Go ahead. Yeah, all I was gonna say is like the ODU game, game one is a big game for me watching because I wanna see like, okay. We saw what happened without an offense, but Tech still had the defensive stars. Can Tech beat ODU and treat them like, you know, Virginia Tech going up against ODU? I'm interested in watching those first four games, especially also against Purdue, because Purdue still has some talent, but not much. But I I want to see if Tech's getting out of this hole that Fuente buried them deeper into. This season, because it looks like pride, like getting getting them out of it. I think what most people, I think, I think what you're saying, uh, uh, a short version of what you said, and what most people thinking, we want to know can he coach. We understand the salesman. We understand the bringing some talent in. We understand the nil shit. We get that. We want to know can he coach because we talk about some of the games we lost. We lost some of the games last year because of coaching too. So this year, I think. What people are talking about and what Vito is saying, or, or what Vito is saying, is we shouldn't. We should. What we what we lack at talent, we should be out coaching some of these people, and we wasn't doing that. So I think this year is what we're gonna be looking for. I would say even under the Fuente years, we weren't coaching. We were managing. We would bring talent in and manage them and manage the game. We weren't coaching talent to outperform talent that might be oh they they might be higher or whatever and uh, yeah whatever yeah Fuente was a dickhead so we don't know what he was doing he was telling this quarterbacks to throw the ball to this person or run it so it's a little different but I want to say thank you to everybody Justin we appreciate you man trying to get everything back on back on kilter how it's supposed to be but we just wanted to ha- hang out and have a good time for a little bit here. We appreciate everybody coming out. Um, again, if you haven't paid attention to any other Virginia Tech podcast, I feel like everybody's putting out some good, uh, putting out some good um, content right now. Even though we don't have much football going on, I mean, we still got some great stuff going on in recruiting and things like this. Where we talk about, uh, uh, thank you, Ricky. Hey, man. You, you you about to okay. Anyway, 
back to what I'm saying. If you haven't listened to any Virginia Tech podcast, we got a couple of podcast guys that are here. Don V's podcast, um, which is uh, I almost said Don V Fridays. Don V, shout your podcast out for me if you don't mind. Uh, one third of VT4L. I host the podcast. It's me. It's Joe Rogers. It's Drift. We um, I don't. You know how every dude say our podcast ain't like everybody else's podcast. Everybody say that shit, but um, we a Hokies podcast, but we be talking about other shit too. So if you haven't gave Don V and his guys a listen, y'all go check them out. Pete, shout your shout your podcast out. No, thanks, Tal. Yeah, it's too deep. Uh, Hokies under the influence, whatever. We got a. We're doing some off-season stuff this year more than we used to, and uh, next week we'll be back with an episode previewing our first six games, probably like 10 to 15 minutes on the first six opponents of the Hokie season. So you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, just too deep. You'll you'll find it. Thanks. Y'all heard it. Pete, Pete always had a plug on the bill and the liquor, so y'all go and ask him what y'all feel about the bill and stuff that's going on in Blacksburg and New Jersey. My man is plugged. He know all about it. Brian, tell him tell him who he is, man. Yeah, we are the Boundary Corner Podcast. You can catch us anywhere you get your podcast. We stream our recording process live on social media, usually every Tuesday during the season, every other Tuesday night in the off season. Um, you can catch us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, um, all that stuff. We, we, we stream live there. We got we post there, so we're active there. Go check us out. Um, everything that we record ends up on YouTube in some way, shape, or form. And like I said, we're on every podcast platform that's out there. So go check us out. We appreciate everybody coming out, man. I hope everybody had a happy 4th of July. Hope nobody didn't blow no pringles off uh, like JPP, none of that shit. Hope everybody got back to work safe. Um, All that good stuff. Anybody else got anything before we get ready to get out of here tonight? I just want to say thank you. That's it. Well, Justin, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate you coming through, dropping some knowledge. When you drop some knowledge, Ricky, even though we give you a hard time, we appreciate you. Juliet, we appreciate you coming through. I know, Joe, you're not on here as far as the mic right now, but we appreciate you popping in as well. Uh, Everybody who had a mic while you was here, we appreciate you. know you could be doing a lot of stuff on a Wednesday night, but you chose to spend it with us. Uh, if y'all get a chance, like I said, I'm a shameless plug. Y'all go back and listen to our podcast where we talked about all these um, all these uh, points that we hit here tonight. Also, go back and listen to our uh, episode where we had Coach Brown, uh, where he talked about things he has done to um, get the program back where we want it to be and what he needs it to be. Again, Boundary Corner Podcast, uh, one-third of Boundary Corner Podcast. I'm Talibans. I appreciate y'all for coming out tonight. Yeah, big thanks to everybody that showed up tonight. It's been a lot of fun, and we're going to be doing this pretty regularly once the season gets open, so I hope you guys show up again ready to talk. And until next time, it's Boundary Corner out. <laughs>